Just under that melancholy moon Something to impress him Hoping he would be there soon She gonna run away He got a Chevrolet She want a Nat King Cole He got a Jenny Roll A lot of heart and soul Zagron and a river ride A rapping at her door She sure ain't seen before She was a debutante Give her just what she wants You tell her just where to go Down to the driving show You be my riverboat Movies is magic Real life is trash Gowski Radio. In this yeah. episode, we tackle a double feature. RoboCop, but more importantly, RoboCop 2. The one everybody likes. And, yeah. Adam, so, choices. Why'd you pick these? We this watched... Time? Well, you know, I think in our age of police, uh, a new um, 
okay, let me look, let me search for the wording on this one. In our, you know, age of more kind of like complex uh, re-understanding of the police in our society, uh, that sounds pretty stupid too, one second. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm overthinking this. Yeah, so, you know, obviously uh, the, our relationship to the police has been, you know, we're kind of under scrutiny again uh, in the wake of all of these protests and all the stuff and you know Paul Verhoeven uh, obviously has a really interesting take on satire um, or really interesting take on things through satire Starship Troopers is a great commentary on fascism and and stuff like that and um, not exactly a, uh, Robocop I gotta say just quickly an insert about Starship Troopers not exactly a uh, nuanced take on fascism but yes continue right true but I mean still amusing and still and still well done you know um anyway so paul verhoeven he has an interesting way of kind of like not necessarily parrying but kind of satirizing uh current issues and i think in a really interesting and unique way uh robocop was his attempt to do this um well back in the 80s and stuff and you know kind of watching it again today um it kind of feels uh more and more applicable you know you have a lot of a lot of similar themes to things we're actually seeing play out today um, you know, this kind of over-militarization of the police, this kind of uh, search for a way to cut down the cost of policing uh, and pr protect private property. And um, Paul Verhoeven, I think, does a really good job of um, kind of skewering this um, in a way that, like, feels timeless because it's only gotten worse since uh, he over-exaggerated it back in the 80s when this movie was made. So I feel like uh, that's kind of the reason that I, I wanted to pick it. You know, uh, a lot of the themes feel relevant. And um, I know everybody knows RoboCop. Everybody kind of agrees that RoboCop is like, oh, it's it's a good it's a good movie, um, which is kind of why we ended up watching both of them. But we should probably talk first about RoboCop 1 because it is the classic. It is the actual Paul Verhoeven film. It is the one with probably the, probably the tighter, more complete, more perfect movie than the second one. And it is, uh, as you're saying, remarkably predictive. Like, yeah, uh, some of it's, you know, obviously mostly over-exaggerated, like capitalist things that no longer seem overly exaggerated at all. Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, the, the, the first one starts with, with an ad that's just so excellent that then, that then transitions into news position. Like, the first four minutes are basically, like, ad, news, ad, news. <laughs> And that's just a, that's just like a fun way to like open your, you know, instead of like, you see so many futuristic or sci-fi movies start with the news position. That's like the aliens have come, like they've taken these territories. It's like, here's everything the audience needs to know in three tidy minutes. And this one sort of does that, but with this like funky twist where it's more, it's, it's more naturalistic that you're getting, you're getting the, the ads of the time and then you're getting like, what they'd be talking about like 15 minutes into their like 30 minute, you know, news at five segment. Yeah. And it's not just like the pertinent uh, news to like the understand the story, but also gives you a good sense of where the culture is at uh, and what kind of society uh, this movie is taking place within, you know? Okay. Um, so obviously this is a movie where Detroit is a crime ridden city, uh, lawlessness, uh, abounds and private companies want to raise it to the ground and build up a new Detroit in this place. So basically Detroit. Um, yeah. And may uh, I say the, not only, is, and in the second movie, when they, 
actually mm-hmm. moved to privatize the city and the government and governmental institutions. Like, that was one thing that I, I, I hear that that second movie in particular was famous for, even though they got all that sort of baseline from the first, um, for like accident, actually predicting that all, pretty much almost happening <laughs> to Detroit. Yeah. You know, in, in the last decade. Yeah, they're trying to, like, bankrupt the city, foreclose on the city, and, like, take it over from the public government into private hands. And, like, Detroit did go bankrupt, did, yeah. and it did have to, like... It's almost uh, Yeah. And, like, obviously in this movie, the idea was that the private company... Well, in the second movie, they would raise every single public building and replace it with, you know, all their private things and live in, like, some sort of corporate super town. Yeah, um, corporate utopia. And... Like, that's, you know, I think that's a, a, a really in-your-face, like, heavy-handed way of going about this. But I think some of the ways that our uh, cities have been transformed by, uh, you know, new, like, buildings and private companies and stuff like that have really actually kind of done that in just a little bit less in-your-face way. Like, I think a lot of the um, responses we saw from, gov- uh, not from governors, but from mayors and from uh, city police to these protests were uh, a mobilization to protect property interests, property prices, and uh, like the private companies that own buildings in the town who were worried that, you know, their windows might get broken or that graffiti might bring down their property values and acted accordingly. And I think um, in a way, like, even though this seems like, like that crisis was averted in the movie, like we kind of do have kind of a similar scenario, like they almost succeeded. Um, even though it doesn't look exactly like it does in RoboCop 2. It's a bit more uh, of a modern take on it, and it's I think it's a bit more effective because people don't really even notice it. But this is getting a bit off track from, I think, our initial point, which is talking about the first movie. Um, and and the, if you, we want to so say well. one more thing about the police, though. Like, yeah. Ed 209 is, like, very, very much feels like some bullshit the cops would have been using this year, right? Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Like, this is, uh, like, it's funny that they're, you know, like, poking, like, they're poking fun at the militarization of the police in the 80s when, like, like there were tanks rolling around cities, like, just earlier this year. Like, if they had weren't a- been able to build, like, you know, an unstoppable killing machine robot, like, you know, they probably have them in the wings. <laughs> they just haven't brought them out yet at this point because it's a little bit extra. But like more intelligently designed than Ed 209. That's that's pro- that's the funny thing because it, it is intimidating and scary at the beginning. But at the very end, RoboCop just like runs down some stairs and Dude. the fucking Ed 209 like, he like looks the, at the, the looks classic like Donald Yeah, like issue. a dog that's like afraid of going up the stairs. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 gonna start sort of sort of linear, linearly here. Okay, yeah, uh, let's do that. This dialogue we started with. Uh, I, I mentioned like I like the ads, position mm-hmm. that all work really well. And then I think there's, Verhoeven finds these like kind of unique like w- fluid ways to shoot these shoot the like walk and talks when it's like Murphy's new to the building. There are some like interesting sort of like longer single takes in those scenes and then i forget what's his partner's name what's her name yeah i don't know <laughs> I don't her either i have two movies i can't remember her name i literally just watched the second movie yeah i mean but they sure her name is ever uh, second movie but so so that's all like 
very efficient and like fun ways to like a little fun and like unusual ways to shoot some of that stuff. Wow, LeBron just fucked up Jamal Murray. Anyway, the so and then and then we get to the you know the crux of this whole. Okay, I got the name of the woman. It's Ann Lewis. Ann Lewis. But I would not have known that if I not had looked it up on Wikipedia just now. Lewis. And then we get to the crux of this, or you know the 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 scene that kicks off this entire catalyst. The catalyst. There you go. The famous scene at the one of the sixteen thousand New York warehouses that are used. these movies um, yeah Murphy gets the limbs blown straight off of them yeah now one question I have about this is where the fuck is Anne <laughs> this entire yeah. scene she shows like so she, so she like gets this guy while he's well he's taking a leak right yeah he's like free and, and then she does the classic movie cop thing that I don't think any like real cop would do was that which is that they get too close to the person so they can yeah. swipe their hand up. That doesn't ha- like, that can't happen. Exactly. It doesn't happen in, in real life because the cops just shoot you. It's not like anyone is like has a tough time pulling the trigger in these movies. Like my god. It's funny. It's funny that yeah, she doesn't shoot him cuz like, you know, we know the cops will probably shoot. But like she doesn't shoot him and like the whole rest of the movie is people just blowing yeah. things off of each other. <laughs> with, it's like the one moment somebody doesn't shoot. Yeah. And really introduced to this woman as like this tough like sidekick for I, she's somebody I take I, I think the writing of has issues throughout both mm-hmm. she has this arc that she's like set up to be like the perfect like sidekick like she can give him she could take it with him blah 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 with the boys and then she like gets taken out like a bitch by this one henchman because she like looks down at his dick like come on that's not it's not <laughs> that's not her and then, and then she gets taken out, and then we, and then Murphy gets like cornered by like all eight of these henchmen, and meanwhile, she's just like walking around like in a daze in the sewer for like five minutes. They like intercut with her once or twice, I think. She's like, why is she even here? She's totally u- useless to this entire scene. And I know we have to set up like he needs the partner at the end or whatever, but it's just they just like totally leave her out to dry as a character in this movie. And also in the next movie, for the most part. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah. So, so Murphy gets the shit shot out of him, and yeah. that's when you're like, I remember watching that as a kid and being like, "What the fuck? Like, what did I just watch? It's so unbelievably gory and brutal." I've like, and we've already watched Ed Two Hundred Nine like blow some bo- random board guy like to fucking smithereens, and still. When they blow apart the scop, you're like, wow, that was pretty, that was oh pretty my fucking God. heavy. Like, they just take every <laughs> ounce of flesh from him. It's unbelievable. It's like, yeah. They, they, take, they take many pounds of flesh from him, from him let alone the one. Yeah, they, they put William Shakespeare to fucking sleep with that shit. My God. Yeah. You know, I dare you to find a movie before then that has that much fucking... <laughs> I, I know, it's amazing. I came to that decision, but my God, is that memorable. Anything to add about that? No, but I mean, I think it gives it a good sense of like, like this need to like, not quite vengeance, but justice, I suppose, is so deeply lodged mm. in RoboCop's brain, you know? I mean, like, these, I wonder, like, I wonder if that, if the villain, that main guy, not, mm-hmm. not, not the, not the businessman, the two but, in businessman villain, but, but, but Topher Grace's dad from that 70s show. Yeah. I'm going to put, 
my foot up your ass, you stupid little shit. Yeah, you know, something like that. I wonder if he's like not. If I just couldn't help thinking he's just like kind of a bitch the whole time. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's the if it's like the weird little circular glasses he wears or what. I know he looks. The like look a, is interesting. Bitch, and I didn't think it like doesn't look doesn't look like entirely right for the rest of the like cold hard Detroit atmosphere they're trying to create. Uh. Yeah, his appearance and his like demeanor and just like his mannerisms and stuff like that seem like very like you know, upper class compared to all the people he's working with. And I was wondering why, what the intent of that was. Mm. Because, yeah, he's, like, he's got these little glasses. He, like, dresses, like, not quite as, like, rough and gang-y as, like, his lackeys and stuff like that. He's, like, seems like like some sort of, like, middle-class guy who's, like, I want to fuck shit up, you know? Uh, And not, like, some, like, down-on-his-luck person who's just looking to to score or something like that. He just, like, loves fucking chaos. And he doesn't matter, like, that he could, like, get a normal job or something. He just wants to fuck shit up. I think that's kind of interesting. But I do do wonder, like, what actual thought was put into that 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 chose on that wardrobe. But that's kind of the vibe I got from it, you know? Like, he didn't, he didn't, he's not doing this out of necessity. He's doing it because he, like, likes it, you know? Mm Because, like, He's, he could be a mild-mannered, like, business person, but, like, he's out here, like, blowing people's arms off and stuff. Next thing I wanted to point out, um, tying back to what I said earlier, clever uh, exposition in this movie is the, those, like, long, um, like, fun fisheye POV takes of... Uh, of Robocop when Robocop. he's starting up. Yeah, that's, like, such a clever like quick way to do that without giving us like an Iron Man creation montage, you know? Right. Like it's cost effective. It's intuitive. That's just like yeah. a great example of, 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 of clever movie making right there. But one yeah, thing they kind of keep him like hidden around the corners at the very beginning. Like you kind of see glimpses of him, like, exactly. like, almost for little bits of reflections of him until like you finally get the full shot. And I think that's like such a good sense. Of that's a great reveal too. Cause we're gonna like, it's like new years, you know, there, and there's like, and there's that one woman that comes up and like gives him a sloppy, like drunken kiss, like on a dare. You know? <laughs> He's got like lipstick on the visor yeah, after that. Great detail in those shots. And, and then I did wonder once his reveal happens, which is fucking awesome. And you know, the design iconic, um, yeah. But then they just, like, give him the keys to a car, and he just, like, drives off. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so they've tested him in the lab, and then they've just, like, sent him out into the world. Like, Bye! Have fun! <laughs> Your gun's like, loaded! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what if he, what if he fucking, what if he fucking spazzes, like, every other single piece of technology they seem to produce that has machine, that has, like, guns and machinery? Like I know, fucking a, dude. Like, They're like, all right, point his point his car towards the bad neighborhood. At least, like, whoever he kills there, it won't be like a board member or something. Like, Not that they gave a shit about that guy like, either. This, this man needs a car, and they just yeah, a car, and he's off. That like the first perp that he talks to, he just like you could tell right away. It's like he's just gonna beat the shit out of these people. <laughs> like, yeah, it comes up. All just ever so slightly in the second movie. That's just like 
like glossed over afterwards but like does he yeah. talk to any of these any of these perps like some of them like are just robbers nice try creepy like shoots the guy in the dick the living shit out of them and i'm like what is this fucking gotham my god yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's pretty incredible because it's so like ridiculous to like see this guy like this like like he's also like pretty ridiculous because he moves so robotically he's so awkward and clunky and like kind of dumb like not exactly stealth like over these two movies oh no the instances where he like is supposed to be like stealthily like walking into these empty warehouses to target even he's like ka-chunk 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 with every footstep (laughs) he's like what (laughs) i know but like i think about it like it like wouldn't be it wouldn't be it would be kind of like grim and scary if it was like an actual like competent fast moving like robot cop but the fact that he's like comically slow and kind of like like jerky and like like and like stupid in in a lot of ways like makes it like work because it's not it's kind of charming in that way it's not like oh god what if the cops actually made like a ro- robotic cop and like hunted us all down it's like <laughs> look at him go what else? I okay back to the ads because there's an ad mm-hmm. at some point here. The Nukem ad, so good. Get them before mm-hmm. they get you. It's like I wish I wrote that for this show. It's so much better than mine. Another note I and have, they're like talking about all the, the natural disasters and then like puppies and like yeah. and there's the Nukem ad. It's like yeah. it's so good. It's such a good barrage of like what's going on in the world. Also the uh, I buy that for a dollar guy <laughs> like. And there's all these people, like, sitting around. Like, he's just, like, some, like, gross old man, like, fondling women and going, I'd buy that for a dollar. And everybody's, like, cracking the fuck up. Like, yeah. like belly laughter, like, falling over laughing. It's like, this is the dumbest shit ever. And these people are eating it up. It's so good. There are those, it like, gives little, you such a good sense of those like, little, like, futuristic world-building details, both mm-hmm. in the ads and in the, just in the, you know, in the present context. It's just really, really smoothly done. For how mm-hmm. like lambastic and ridiculous like some of the some of the, like in your face stuff is, it does like yeah. a bunch of interesting stuff in behind you without you noticing on the first time. I'm not sure. I don't remember why I wrote this two weeks ago, but I said, "What if RoboCop just like got on a plane and moved to Trinidad and Tobago to be a bartender?" <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> a couple of those how, how, how sober were you when while while watching this movie? <laughs> Was a couple of those quiet moments. It's just like he just wants to be a bartender in the Caribbean, doesn't he? He just wants yeah. to make casual relations with strangers and feel good about himself. <laughs> Stop right there, creep! I also fill up my I drink. I was programming can even tell there's a crime in progress. Like <laughs> he, like he just like he's just like driving past a gas station and it's like crime in progress, and you're like, how do you know? <laughs> like there's no. You can't you can't visually like tell there's evidence to that, mm-hmm. uh, and he all, he just creates so much property damage. My God, I know it's amazing. <laughs> like, you think somebody designed for efficiency would not just like brutishly throw perps through walls? Who again? You could you could easily just be like this person's robbing this person, and then just like like stuff them into the ground and put them in the back of his car. Like I know, but that's I think that's part of. That's part of it, because, like, yeah, he's, like, the he's like a godsend for, like, the police of Detroit, because, like, they're actually struggling to keep things together. Yeah. And, like, whatever you might think of the police, like, they can't keep up. 
but the, he's like like his solution is just like smash everybody like repeatedly right. well, <laughs> like throw them through things and i guess i guess it's movie does be, not suffer and i guess it's supposed to be like not to die again into gotham but like his point is to be like batman right like he's supposed to be like making an example of these people with violence right to, to like scare the city out of it i don't know who uh, i don't even know that. one one of the people he he fucks up like tries to kick him in the balls <laughs> like what you've seen this guy and this is a note i know it's hilarious not not just in this case where this fucking idiot's like oh i got him now and he like <laughs> his foot up into his into his crotch and Robocop looks at him like, are you serious, bro? And the guy <laughs> oh, my fucking foot, I broke my foot. Like, no shit! you just seen him take bu- the bullet bounce off of him because he's made of some sort of bulletproof metal, you fucking taint. I know, and, it's hilarious. And, uh, and the, but just in general, like, the number of people like, both with Robocop and with Robocop 2, the, the character, not the movie, you wonder across both the movies. You wonder how police and bad guys alike continue to fucking just stand in the middle of empty space, just blasting guns at these unpenetrable objects, <laughs> and just taking gunfire from them. They just like how many peep cops and bad guys in these movies? These two movies die needlessly. Just from jumping out into the middle of like a hallway to be the hero and shooting pointlessly at them, only to get shot right back and die. <laughs> I know. There's a scene at the end where he like he assaults the you know random warehouse where uh, wherever uh, Clarence's gang Clarence is the name of the uh, the glasses wearing villain, which is great. Clarence, like they're they're clearly going for something there. Like. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but like, like all like, like 10 of them are like just shooting at him and he just like stands there and like slowly like takes aim at each one of them and shoots them down and like kills them. And like, they just are all standing around shooting at him. And he just like, boom, and he turns around, boom. Turn, like, how do they not, how are they not figuring this out? <laughs> That's kind of the charm of it. I think. Yeah. At least in the second movie, they, there's some of the bad guys try something different. Oh. One more ad I should point out before we maybe move to wrap up RoboCop 1, which is that yeah. they mention how a space laser incident, not a bad, this is in the news, I guess, how a space oh, yeah. incident killed 113 people by accident, including <laughs> former presidents. I was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a detail. Dude, the, and that's like the... That's like the Star Wars thing that Ronald Reagan was talking about installing, where like there's like space stations that can like nuke other countries from orbits, and he's like, "This is gonna be great." And everybody called it Star Wars. Um, this was like a big deal that people were making fun of in the '80s, but like and, and, he and takes it in RoboCop and like <laughs> just fucking mercs it. They also picked the location where Reagan like ended up in his library. I don't know. <laughs> Well, not like, not like precisely, but it's pretty close. This movie is definitely like a Reagan fuck you, like in a big way. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. That's for sure. So, any do you have any uh, final thoughts on RoboCop the, fir- the the original, how it ends, 
what it says about uh, life, the universe, and everything? Yeah, I think I think RoboCop one, like you have to give it credit. It's like a tight. It's like a it's a well made like movie where like everything in it kind of serves serves its purpose, even if it's kind of ridiculous and silly. But like it work, it it's pretty tight. It's pretty good. And the second movie is less. I can so the first, but the first movie, like all parts of it, work together so well. It's it's just great. Um, and I think uh. Yeah, I think it's good. Like, the whole point of the first movie is that, like, he isn't just, like, a product owned by this company. He's, like, he's, like, he's, like, a good cop. And, like, nothing around him is good. And, like, I don't think they try to forgive the police force for, like, you know, not doing their job very well. Or they're not very forgiving of, like, OCP for being, like, you know, terrible business people and stuff like that. But, like, they're saying that there are some good people who are trying Nobody, to do something yeah, good. You're right. no, and, like, like, there is some no, humanity. No group of person or agency is really presented that optimistically or positively yeah. in this movie. They're all given sort of their right. shape, most of which mm-hmm. is weak, um, other than, like, the individuals that are you know, in this case, heightened with a with a with a, a cyborg like Robocop who are holding it together. So fair play, right. uh, fair play to Verhoeven and, and I forget the screenwriters' names, but fair play to them. It's a classic for a reason. And you know what? I had forgotten all the the sort of details. I hadn't seen it in years. I'd forgotten all the sort of details, like the brilliance of some of the satire in the the ads. Um, the news stories, just some of the sort of like clever direction tricks that they use, you know, that I felt like that added a lot to it. Um, yeah. And things. It's really well made. A lot of that, a lot of those sort of details I find to be missing in the second one. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. You crossed my line of death. You haven't dismantled your MX stockpile. Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Buster. No more military aid. Nuke them. Get them before they get you. Another quality home game from Butler Brothers. Well, then let's do it. Let's talk about the second movie. And, okay, I think before we dive too deep into it, think, I think maybe an apt comparison of... Uh, this movie is it's it's a true sequel. It follows in the same footsteps as like Temple of Doom or uh Jurassic Park Two or Aliens Two where Temple of where Doom it's like Temple it's, of uh, Temple of Doom is a prequel. Okay. All right. So tonally it strikes <laughs> the same kind of oh, uh like not interrupt. <laughs> we should talk uh, about fucking Temple of Doom. Because Temple of Doom people still talk about Temple of Doom like it's like it's like it's like a legit like an awesome sequel that movie sucks so fucking hard sorry continue i'm just gonna uh, say that about my favorite indiana jones movie (laughs) most like racist piece of garbage i've ever seen (laughs) in a blockbuster i know it's there is not like a movie that holds up it's all terrible it's non-stop like racism it's like crazy that this is like a movie (laughs) that was like but anyway, it's just continue, like ridiculous. Continue about sequels. Please. So like, yeah, uh, it doesn't really, it's not better than the first one, but it is more fun in a lot of ways. Cause like it kind of takes like some of the ideas of the first one and it just takes it off the rails. Sort of like, I guess 
Aliens 2 is a, or Aliens, I guess, is like a, probably an overly um, positive comparison because Aliens a really good movie. But it kind of does that same thing where it kind of just like injects all the concepts from the first movie on steroids and like goes from there. Or I guess it injects it with nuke, whatever that drug is called. All right. Yeah. I, I, I can't so, to, uh, respond to the aliens comparison. But first, I'm going right. to bathroom very fast. Oh, okay. And then I'm going to pour myself a quick uh, margarita beverage. Okay, yeah. Hold back in. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Minutes. Ready? Go. Okie dokie. Andy makes his grand return. Am I under time? You're back. I'm under time. Fuck yeah. Quickest margarita making ever. All right. So, uh, where do we leave off? Robocop 2, you say they take every strand of what made Robocop great and not necessarily make it better, but make it bigger. They take they inject it with steroids. Yeah. So, it's not necessarily better for you, but it is roided up. My, I think my main issue with it, I have two mm-hmm. main issues with it. Structurally, one is that what the Robocop disappears for like 45 minutes in the, in the second half. First main issue is that, <laughs> is that that they take everything that made the first one good and mm-hmm. opinion, not necessarily make it bigger, but repeat every single beat just like in a slightly different way. Or, sure, you know, it, it starts exactly the same with a coy ad targeting capitalism and then there's some new position and then you know there's some like shitty like business white dudes talking about doing shitty things and it's like does Robocop have a soul does he not have a soul he has a soul but the corporation tells him he doesn't have a soul there's just like everything they do every single thing that the first one did but they're all worse (laughs) every single beat is worse I don't know if I completely agree with that. I I think in a lot of ways you're right, but I think they do uh, some things a little bit better. And I think one of the things that I think, um, I think the this one scene that I think is better than almost anything in the first movie at all is when they go over the, the prototypes uh, for the new Robo, for RoboCop 2, which I think is pretty funny how on the nose it is. Um, but that scene of, like, all the RoboCop prototypes, like, going crazy and, like, shooting, like, their attendants and, like, pulling their heads off and killing themselves are is, like, that is, like... That's funny. That's, but it's like, also, like, so good. It's, like, perfect. Funny, but it's also, like, just, like, a copy of what they did, that, like, raw footage stuff they did with RoboCop in the first one. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that, but I think that this one actually does do that better than in... Uh, the first movie, and I think that I also think the RoboCop designs in it are pretty badass. And I'll say some of the things I really liked after I criticized them for having exactly the same opening of the ads and news. I will say mm-hmm. what follows after that little like opening sequence when people keep like stealing the same thing from each other, like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty great. Like, like the old woman gets like run down. <laughs> 
And that guy is like, look, are you okay? And like punches her in the face and steals her purse. And he's like, look what I got. Two women in heels just like beat the shit out of him. And then they take the same shit. And then there's like that explosion <laughs> that fucks them up and leads to like the opening scene with Robocop. Like that's a great sequence. That deserves some credit for, for it being, is, it is. For being funny and and kind of clever. Um Robocop on a motorcycle, awesome. So good. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course it is. He, when he, See Terminator he, 2 knew this as well. You have to put the you have to put him on a motorcycle. Oh, okay. That's badass. There's, there's so much Terminator 2 in this, but when they fucking like when they fucking just drive at each other and like flying yeah. the through the truck window and like <laughs> that that's it takes out Kane. That is so badass. I loved I loved Minnesotan Robocop. I thought that was fabulous. Oh yeah. I thought you know, him just walking up and being, and just, like, spouting, like, nicisms to people. Or or just, like, or just, Oh, like, yeah. Slogan. A penny saved is a penny earned. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was a super funny idea. Yeah. Okay. I well, think, well, I, what I want to, I want to dig into really here is the, um, um, because this kind of, that's kind of leading into it really quick, but. I know you're you're still trying to go into good things, but that leads me into something that I think was really interesting because uh, I think a new element they introduced here is this this female villain here. Okay, um, I think this is interesting because I think this is hitting at a different angle uh, than anything in the first movie did. This is like this 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 woman who creates RoboCop two. I think is a really interesting addition because she's like uh, it's like a totally different take on like policing like she's like we need you know we need uh him to be compassionate to like to help people and like to do all these things and this is kind of like that idea that like police officers aren't just police officers here to like you know uh like you know fuck up the the school shooter or something like that but they're here to like do literally everything in a society and like robocop fucking zaps himself out of like to death to like get all these directives out of it because it's overwhelming and impossible for him to do all of them but she's like she's like this sort of like like liberal like uh we need to care for them archetype but clearly she doesn't give a shit because she turns this drug addict into like a fucking monstrous killing machine but like at the same time she's like we have to like rehabilitate we have to do this we have to do that like oh no i was gonna say i'll I'll agree i'll definitely agree with you that she's actually a welcome addition even though i made but no, I think she is good in that. Yeah. Not only what you're saying that she has this interesting sort of relation, this sort of interesting political relationship where she's like, while actually carrying out her like cynical, like conservative directives, like make, yeah. I mean, Robocop to be this like joyous, like public figure while it's like secretly searching for like the evil, like punch the shit out of everybody, Robocop too, but like worse. You know, it makes a it makes an effort at the beginning to be like Robocop is they're setting him on this, like he's thinking about humanism and then she comes in as somebody who's has the psychology background but uses it to further the uh the machine the machine end of the of the cyborgism um they've created. So I appreciate I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what I, I to jump off of that, I think this is like kind of touching on the whole idea of i guess i see it kind of as like a critique although maybe it's not intentional like the whole like reform the police or we have to like like just make them better in this way when like a cop is a guy who goes around shooting like people in the dick 
and she wants to like make it him like go around and like pat babies on the head and like no that's not like that's not compatible like that's not what he does like what he does might be questionable but like you're not just going to tell him to like uh, go around and like be a jolly old fellow and like there you go police solved um and i think also what it is like another thing that she is is like this idea of like the like ethical company you know like oh we have to be like uh we have to care about psychology and these people's minds and like caring for people but really she's like still like just another person in the company making a product help further these things and so like you can't trust like even these like psych these like seemingly ethical capitalist people who are like oh we're just gonna like uh you know give the the pepsi can to the police officer and they won't be racist anymore you know (laughs) that sort of thing like it's still as empty and hollow um but it just appears more humane uh it's just it's just a veneer like it's still creating killing machines um but like it just appears like it's a better solution than you know creating like a, a robot drone that shoots people it's now you're making like a fucking monster uh and i think that's a really interesting thing because that first movie didn't touch on that idea and i think that's a really that's that's an idea that should be that is worth yeah, exploring right. and there is that that key scene where she's like doing sort of like a focus group with her with the mm-hmm. other like not maybe i don't know if they're execs but they're like important members of the business at some yeah. and she's like what do you think robocop should should do with the public and they're like what if they like what if he's like instead of like shooting people right away it starts with things that sound like kind of reasonable too like instead of like shooting people right away what if he like talks to the perps <laughs> and he like right. and he like right doesn't kill every single person or and like cause immense amounts of property damage and then it ends with like it gets kind of like more and more like what if he does this thing? What if he does this thing for public relations? And it ends with like a, a Johnson guy right. being like stubbornly like sitting at the other end. He's like, what if he just like kisses babies and like, you know, fucking his jizz makes flowers and whatever. And yeah, exactly. And she's like, and she just like, like smiles like evilly at him. And he's like, those are great ideas, Johnson. Thank you. If, if anything though, they, they throw like too much at this movie and don't, this movie has like three or four different plots going on. It's it's also super duper long. It's like two almost three hours long, I think, or like no, it's at not. least over two and a half. No, it's for not. sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Bro, it's uh see. Okay, it's two, two hours. hours. Only two hours. It's just that <laughs> it feels like two the first one like nine minutes, okay. Because <laughs> Okay. Here's okay. I, like I said earlier, Robocop disappears for like at least half an hour. Okay. Long form. Long <laughs> like form that's here. a quarter of the movie. Long form here, we're coming back to my second main critique of this movie is that it has no sustained arc. It is a mess right. structurally. It is a fucking mess. It's got so Oh, it so is. It's, and, 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 and it's almost more episodic. It almost feels like a fucking miniseries because... Mm-hmm. It, it would have been better if it was like if this movie it was like four or if it was like eight 30 minute episodes or something which is something you could get away with now it's like a, yeah. a cool thing now right? because there are all these like like sort of sub themes and plots they're trying to get together like at first we think you know in the first in the opening act we think we're gonna get Robocop like figuring out how to be 
how in his head to be like human enough to relate to his wife and kid he like has this moment where he has to like tell them tell the wife off which also felt like kind mm-hmm. of out of like we went from him like stalking the wife and and the wife and the lawyers being like you're scaring the shit out of her for her just like being there in the cell with him and i'm like oh i thought she was like afraid of him and then he's like i'll take you anytime and he's like no i am not murphy i am robocop and you're like wait since when and then <laughs> that was the whole last movie where you decided you were murphy that, what's going that was, on that was my first note and i completely forgot about that because she never comes back in the fucking movie Talk about a talk yeah, about exactly. Talk about a fucking loaded checkoff gun that never comes back. That's that's an abomination. That never gets even one more. Even like, you know, the rule of threes doesn't just apply to comedy. Like, <laughs> you you expect to see at least one check in by the midway point, and then once res- resolution at some point by the end. It doesn't have to be yeah. a resolution as in everything is resolved, but there has to be a resolution to that arc. It doesn't happen. We don't even get one check-in. She never comes back in the movie, nor does the son. On that's like that's just like a narrative abomination. You can't leave them out. You can't leave them out. What like I've been waiting the whole movie to see another beat about the family. We get nothing. That drove me. I mean, the structure of the movie is 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 weak. I mean, they clearly had a lot of ideas and just kept throwing them at you. And like a lot of ideas are like cool and they work, but like. It is a mishmash of crazy different things. Then the next thing I, the next like sequence is that he's on this mission to find the nuke drug, right? Right, that whole group. Kane, that, yeah. Again, is something that mirrors way too closely the first movie when he shows up at the warehouse, like basically, or like with his partner. Who again? Nowhere to be found. But ba- so virtually different warehouse, different, totally different warehouse. Okay, different situation. Gets ripped to shreds again. Exactly the same beat as the first movie, except that it happens like twenty, twenty-five minutes later in the runtime of the movie. Like could have been way condensed. And they somehow have these weapons that just like rip him, rip his Robo stuff to shreds that are again never seen in the movie. So then he's just like broken apart again like he was in the first except like you'd say that was you know, way too parallel to the first movie wasn't again resolved so quickly like he gets like immediately put back together by the company and then the new thing is that he gets fed these th- these directives of being nice and then there's the the episode where he goes off and is nice to people and then he immediately tries to kill himself (laughs) (laughs) which i mean to be fair is like was pretty funny like (laughs) but then but then that part is done and it's like what am i supposed to be what i know and then he's following here it's a mess it's like it is it is and like after uh because after he shocks himself into being like normal again he goes after kane right and uh, he finally gets Kane. That's the next episode. Kane is like put in the hospital or whatever. Dude, it's almost. And, but the thing is, after it's like a series, right? It's a series, exactly. And after Kane, after he apprehends Kane, he is actually gone for half an hour to forty-five minutes. Like, like not, not they, they don't even check in on him. Not, not at all. Like he is gone, gone. Which I think, 
like when they finally come back to him, he just like shows up and he's like trying to like he's he's like showing up to face off against Robocop two. And like we haven't seen him for so long. I was like, Oh, right, Robo the first Robocop, this guy, I, I remember now. It's like it's been a long time because we get I mean, we have this amazing scene with Robocop two rampaging and like killing everybody in the uh uh, he tries to kill the kid and the mayor who are trying to deal. It's like a whole thing, but like the first appearance where he comes out and just massacres everyone and is like this evil killing machine. It's pretty badass. I think I, I liked it. We'll get to that. Uh, the stop motion, stop motion robots. I love that shit. You know. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but uh, yes, he's yeah. Start, he's gone again. It's weird. It's weird. So yeah, yeah. just just in summary, the first half of the movie. They like tease a potential relationship with his family, which comes to nothing. Yeah, he gets destroyed, broken up into bits, and put then immediately put back together. He's given directives by the company to be super nice and friendly, and then immediately goes back to being himself. And all that has happened within half the halfway point of the movie. So there's still a second half of a movie yeah. to add. There's still there's still almost. Yeah. There's still like 50 minutes of movie to happen at that point. I remember this because when he starts to go like, uh, like try to fuck up Kane, I'm like, where, the, where are we in the movie? And there's still 45 minutes to an hour it's left. Over an oh hour run out of the movie Robo Kane to even like begin to happen. Like, <laughs> and like any of these strands could have worked as more of a cohesive piece, but like they had to choose one or two of these. And for Kane to like become Robocop. With only Robocop 2 with only like 40, 35 minutes left in the movie. Because uh, you only get like three scenes where like that, it's like the, like the weird helmet part opens up and you get the face green with his face just going. Yeah, it's like either, either, either this like Clarence point two, you know, 2.0, but like more druggy right. and nerdy, or he's supposed to be his own person, but I can't really tell which. Even though I have a whole hour with him before he becomes, I don't know. I just feel like the movie didn't choose a path, whether it was going to be like, this is happening again, or this is something different. Instead, it picked both and neither works. Should we talk about, we should talk, okay, two characters we should talk about right now. The kid. Okay. Mayor. Oh, and he's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, he is gone. He's off the chat, never to return. He might never come back. All right, I'm back. Oh, he's back. I'm, I'm turning off my video for now. Uh, That's fine. Yes. Okay. So the kid, the kid. So this is classic eighty movie shit where they're like, they made a good movie, and the second movie they're like, we gotta toss the kid in the mix. Like did, we we did, gotta have a kid. Remember before like, I mentioned the Terminator Two comparisons? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm talking about. They have to toss the kid in. Mad Max Two. They toss that fucking feral child in. Except like the big twist. What is, what is up? Their big twist is like instead of being the protagonist, he's going to be the one of the antagonists. And honestly, I I I kind of love that. Like the kid is like he like fucking like murders people, and he's like trying to be a drug kingpin. It's kind of it's kind of funny, honestly. It's like it's eighties excess that I like I enjoy like on a level that I know it's stupid, I know it's dumb, and like I'm like still just like like happy they like put it in because it is that stupid and dumb like it's it's great <laughs> i didn't find myself like wholly opposed to it all the time i think i think like if anything like, it, like the script is what brings some of those moments down 
which is another yeah. thing I have with it. It's like they're writing a movie, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie at times, in this case. Like, yeah. they have moments where, like, Robocop's, like, within the first movie seemed kind of, like, charming and, like, they just seemed so fitting for the character now. He says things, like, in the opening raid scene in Robocop 2, they, Anne, like, loses somebody in, into the, into the, the vast, the vast building. Robocop spots him and says, like, five degrees southwest. And Anne's like, good eyes, Murphy. And Robocop goes, best money can buy. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like if, if there's, if there's, like, a exchange that can define, like, the writing of this movie, that's the one. Because <laughs> that feels like just about every exchange ends in, in like, a back-and-forth dialogue that's, like, cheesy but like in the wrong way <laughs> i mean yeah i think i think i personally find it charming but i can see it rubbing people the wrong way i, bet. Um, um, I think it's a matter of taste really because <laughs> like i i heard that I, like, I, like, laughed at it because it it's like campy even the last time in the movie it's like, it's like murphy he's getting away and robocop's like what does he say oh fuck i forget oh yeah you know, he's like, uh, he's like, well, he says something about being only human. Yeah. There's don't and like time where we're only human. And you're like, what? <laughs> that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, don't worry. Well, like, like we'll get him eventually. Like we're only human. It's like, whoa, RoboCop is now advocating complacency. Okay, cool. No, no RoboCop is That's now- like not really in character for him. Exactly. And it's also, but what he's really doing is advocating for a sequel and therefore a trilogy, trilogy which is capitalist as fuck in anti fucking RoboCop. But and uh, if it's if it's following in the footsteps of uh, Terminator or Alien, uh, you know the third one's going to be dog shit. And it was. So and <laughs> it was. Yeah. It's funny now since we're on this tangent, RoboCop two. Mm-hmm. Widely sort of panned critically, which I think is interesting because it's not that bad. Like thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes is no. low. If I had to give it, you know, a percentage out of a hundred, it would maybe be sort of in the ballpark of like sixty, probably. Just personally, yeah, because like somebody yeah. like criticizing the movie a lot, I think thirty is harsh. I would agree because like I understand there are issues with the movie. Like yeah, like the. The script is kind of a mess. Structurally, it, it sucks. There's all these things, loose ends and dumb shit like that. But, like, there's so much fun and interesting stuff thrown into it that I, I couldn't give it a 30%, you know? Like, I definitely like never whoever was working on it, like, they didn't do a, a great job. And that, that might this be a good time to bring up that some real, like, legendary icons worked on this movie. Like, Frank Miller co-wrote the screenplay you know, of Sin City and, like, much comic fame. Very famous, like, graphic novelist and writer. The fucking director, Irvin, uh, Irvin Kush, Kushner, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Kushner directed fucking Empire Strikes Back, the best of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, I mean, also an icon. Like, it's not like they were lacking for talent here. And I think it's funny, I didn't, I didn't really realize that Kirshner directed this until after watching, rewatching this recently. And none of the directing really stood out that much to me. 
But are there any like directing choices in Empire Strikes Back that really? No, but but the thing about Empire Strikes Back that's so great is that just it, it's just like the that universe, just like well tied together, and like yeah, I feel like I I think what he did was like I think famously like keeping George Lucas in check. <laughs> the way that, you know, uh, if only if only we could have gotten more of that. Yeah, <laughs> people found uh, frustrating about the prequels, obviously. Yet I had the writing ring really well in the screenplay, but it's just like funny that those that the like two fantasy and sci-fi writing and directing icons didn't like combine for like a classic movie here. It, and instead, it feels like it's got t- way too many things going on. I can't decide on any of them. Even Stranger, I don't feel any sort of. Oh, one second. Yeah. Be right back. What's up? Brian's address? Uh, let me send it to you. Okay, well, I guess the one I last sent, uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll send you, afford you the email that Brian sent me of his address. No problem. No problem. Um, uh, one second. I'm gonna get myself more drinky drink. No, please do. Okay, earbuds going back in. Let's see. Which one's the right one? Which one's the left one? Let's find out. Okay, I found out. Ah, back to drinking gin and Pelly. Is that good? Good. Um, okay. Max, so we've talked a lot about we talked a lot about a lot of things, but I wanna know what's your opinion on Robocop 2? specifically RoboCop 2. Not not the movie, but the, yeah. the RoboCop, the second one. I'm super glad you asked because I think I think it's kind of meh, honestly. Uh, I think I think it kind of looks like trash. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered why did they make him look like Ed? Like I don't know. I felt they, they sort of built the structure of him more like Ed 209 than they did RoboCop and what worked so well about robocop the person is that given the like initial like B status technology that verhoven loves <laughs> to make his movies in he has like the bottom half of his face to sort of emote and express himself and i feel like knowing especially when or at first seen him like demasked like the skin and like facial structure underneath gives you this sense of the sort of emotiveness that's not a word but right. you know what I'm saying and, and and I Robocop two just feels like I just get no sense of his person. Somebody who they've clearly want you know, it being a character you're clearly supposed to have followed before. Yeah, that's kind of funny because like um, when the screen first pops up and like shows his face, like I did not recognize that as Kane at all. It's it like looks like because <laughs> like. It does, it does. But, like, the fact that all of the, like, characters who know him are like, is that you, Kane? Yeah. I'm like, that just looks like, 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 you know, uh, video game circa, like, 1993. You know, it doesn't look like a person to me. It doesn't look like somebody's face. Definitely feels dated, a dated mistake. Part of why it doesn't hold up is because they went for, like, the best technology of 1990, and it looks like trash. But yeah, exactly. But it also, but it's also 
when it's just like this metal like clamp that undoes and shows this sort of like display of this sort of like three-dimensional electronic face it's just like just me describing it is so impersonal that it like puts me to sleep like the, the the having that skin tissue stretched over metal is such an iconic thing about robocop I wonder like even when they do their final battle at the end it like doesn't feel personal at all it feels like robocop versus another ed 209 to me who's just yeah, like but it I, doesn't feel like robocop versus <laughs> robocop it doesn't feel like, like what it, like something they like let down about copying terminator <laughs> is that terminator got exactly right that it should be like two two types of technology that are both human and not that are different enough right. to create some sort of like interesting tension between the two i will say though i did like that um at the like at the at the heart of robocop 2 it was just like a spine and the brain and some eyeballs because that was cool <laughs> like the just the fact like the eyeballs with the brain attached that was like that like, was kind of cool but like it was it was like, eyeballs yeah I, like that like like cool in that it was like like pretty silly but like they they like buried that inside of him because obviously like you can't have a, a a cop walking around with like a brain stem and eyeballs poking out because that's terrifying. <laughs> However, on the other in that like in that liquid when it was just like the eyeballs and the brain and the spine like in the lab, I was like the guy that directed Empire Strikes Back directed this shot. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, but like, but like, yeah, that's goofy and kind of dumb. But like, it's definitely more interesting than the screen popping up. I will say, like, um, but like him like pulling it out and smashing it at the end, like, like that was kind of cool. But then he still had to like the face was still involved and the face still didn't feel like a person to me and felt kind of dumb. I don't know. You know, you know that's uh, his but, sort of ex where his sort of girlfriend he like rips the head off the sort of girlfriend. Yeah, where I feel like this sort of metal visage, and then it sort of opens up to that display screen, and that just really did nothing for me. But when you think about like uh, the way, you got to give some credit to that, that that actor on the other end who did a pretty good job there. You wonder like, what if that had been a sort of skin-like face, in the way that RoboCop ones is. Mm-hmm. that had come out and like actually felt like a tangible like physical presence if that scene would have actually had some sort of magnitude to it because it was like close to giving me the sense that this was like a relationship and that was like a loss but just the fact as soon as that like digital screen comes up i just completely lose it <laughs> and i feel like it's just a bunch of nonsense and again there's something about the eight. There's quite a lot of that is just the aging of the technology, which was already probably not like top shelf. But I think so. I'm trying to think if like they could have still done the display screen thing and still had it had it like work better. Like what kind of face they could have done? Could, would you have gone more human or less human to make it more interesting? I'm not really sure even. Because like it's like I think hypothetically say I I'm not gonna design a whole fucking creature. So hypothetically, left it designed as is, right? Like externally, mm-hmm. it's metally covered up. 
and then the metal, you know, comes apart like it does in the movie. But instead of like a display coming out that shows this like, weird 3D, whatever you fucking call that, like early animation. <laughs> what if like, what if instead of that whole process, just like recedes the the metal recedes and it's just like looks like RoboCop's face except it's canes yeah maybe something like robocop but instead of like the full head maybe just like the top half of the skull or something no lower jaw and like all these wires coming out would have been cool or something it, i don't know it did make i think there's something they could have done to make it more creepy yeah. they did make a point of like having none yeah. of the face left so i get that 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 actually that's a point i wanted to ask you about later you know the final the final battle of RoboCop versus RoboCop 2, which is another thing I took issue with. <laughs> he just walks up with a big gun and shoots him in the middle of like, the presentation. And, 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 and in that process, because he does that, gets like a bunch of innocent people killed. But, <laughs> but, no. but not, that's not even, that's not even like, I wondered like, just in the service of the movie, if, RoboCop versus RoboCop 2 just feels like something that should have been a much more defined on a like on a on a on a mark scale like one has these capabilities and one has these capabilities like how will they use the capabilities where they differ against each other and there's almost right. like that. there's like very little of that like yeah. it, like I think the elevator is the only time that happens like RoboCop literally comes in and starts just fucking He's like, he's like, Kane, let's take this outside. And then and they start blasting. <laughs> and they just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. And the elevator is the one place where where Murphy's like, he does this, he, he, he's like, I'm going to draw him in. And I'm going to, like, shoot this cable. And I'm going to shoot up. And I'm going to, and the elevator shoot down. And you're like, oh, okay. He used his uh, intuition. And then... Kane counters by figuring out some of his the powers he didn't know before, catching himself and like fucking schlepping his way up really fast, which was impressive. And you're like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Which, yeah, and that that scene was cool. Yeah, the, the, they don't pursue any of those after that fact. No, then they just go outside and start wailing on each other. Yeah, and then and then because and then Murphy like dumps them off a hundred stories roof. Neither of them have any consequences. They're both fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like I don't. I, it's not even that there aren't any stakes. It's just that I don't know what the stakes are, and I don't know what the rules are either. Because I, you're like, like I don't know what happens next if these guys will get up or not. Like it does. Like whatever happens, I have no idea whether that's a final blow or not. Like doesn't matter how strong or how light. Like you. Like it's like. Who anybody's guess whether they'll stand up or not? Like after that, because yeah. like, like Kane like was seemed like he was down for the count after that, but then he just stood up. Yeah, you know, and you can tell. I mean, obviously, Murray's gonna stand up because it's a fucking sequel, and they like right this guy for the money. And but you can't tell, and and you can tell that Kane's gonna stand up because of the runtime left in the movie. <laughs> right, but but again, like, there's no sense of. There's no sense of the no sense of the stakes because you don't know 
they haven't really defined like how they relate to one another power wise. Like you figure Kane is bigger and has like more guns, so there's that. But other than but they haven't really played upon like the elevator scene where one does something creative and the other does something creative. Which for which for me is the interesting bit. It's like how does their creativity play? Yeah, out? yeah. And then, and then it, like they fuck with us again at the end when when Robocop and Anne devise the thing they give Kane the the nuke the drug. And yet I don't know about you, but my first reaction is like, oh shit, they bugged this thing. They're gonna fuck trick this guy, they're gonna give him this nuke capsule, and it's gonna have, like, explosives in it, and he's gonna blow from the right. inside. That was all I was thinking. I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. Good for you guys. But instead, nope. Robocop sneaks up from behind and jumps on his head! And, like, rips the out of him. After he's, like, slightly sedated from taking the... I was like, missed opportunity? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, who's that? Yeah, I know. It's like, he just, yeah, it's funny that at the end he just, like, jumps off a roof onto his back. Like, that's what's going this, you're just going to jump on his back? Like, I remember even, like, like enjoying this movie and, like, being like, this is, like, along for the ride. Like, this is dumb, but I'm enjoying it. And even at that point, I was like, all right, okay, that's that's a little silly. Like, that's a little, that's a little not even contrived enough to be entertaining, you know? If, if, if anything we're going to tie together here on a like, more macro scale to the point of the movie, in terms of the arc of the movie, is that Robocop is, like, learning and becoming more humanistic, whatever. Seems like a great... That seems like an arc. Like, he learns how to, instead of, you know, throw people through walls, he's learning how to, like, tactically dominate <laughs> rather than just physically. And instead... Right. It's like, nah. Let's just have him jump on his fucking back, bro. That'd be sweet. I know. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, I'm still pissed. They were doing so well. And at the end, you think they're like, oh, that's for another day, and then maybe they cut to him, like, hanging out, like, maybe, like, making some sort of good with his wife and child. Like, you know, I don't know how human I am, but I'm going to try. Instead, they just fucking cut to black, and that's the end of the movie. And you're like, What? What about the family? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. The family. It's Chekhov's non And like cuz it's interesting cuz like the family in the first movie is only touched upon but it's only touched upon in a way that like helps the movie cuz it just that like he is like kind of like brushing with the fact that he's lost his humanity and like trying to regain it. It doesn't really go into the details but this movie it starts off by going into the details of it and then just like abandoning it. You, you can't have it, like, if you want to have, like, the family only on the periphery, you have to do it like the first movie and only have it on the periphery. You can't, like, dive in and then just, like, abandon it. I agree. I, I, I'd do it come back at least once. Had to. Yeah. But, um, that's why there's a third terrible movie that's much worse than its predecessor. This, this is not related, but I was saw a note that I made that was, like, you know, when he, uh, like, crushes the brain stem of the of Kane and he goes yeah it's like they clearly like set it up to be like a Schwarzenegger line <laughs> yeah. and he and it, but instead of saying something cool like Schwarzenegger he just says 
goodbye. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, no! You sent me up <laughs> and all I get is a goodbye? There are a bunch of those that feel like like Robocop is like meant to be saying a Schwarzenegger thing, but everything he says is like way less cool than all the Schwarzenegger things. <laughs> But I, I never got Hey, that's the cops for you, okay? They're not the cops aren't cool. They're not gonna say something cool. He's that's just a true. fucking cop. Okay? I never got the feel don't that, you forget it. I never got the feel that in the, the first movie that he was that he needed to be saying something like that. But in the second right. movie, I feel like they really play up that he's meant to be saying like Schwarzenegger lines. But that none of them really work with all Schwarzenegger lines. It's true. But uh I mean I think we've kind of we've talked about a lot in RoboCop too. I think we can we can kind of wrap it up here. I mean, I, I I understand like yeah, the movie it's got it's got a lot of problems, but like I think this is the the right movie to like to like put on, get a bunch of drinks, and you know get your bong ready and just like kind of enjoy the ride because it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun if you don't think too hard about it. As a uh, as a uh, as RoboCop two would say. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Would you expect something better? We're, uh, we're only human after I, all. I guess we're only human. I couldn't think of anything better to say. <sighs> goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, maybe let's put a clip of RoboCop saying goodbye or we're only human yeah. uh, at the end of this and, and, then, and then call it good. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Goodbye. Patience, Bullis. We're only sure. Not the baddest girl I ever seen. Straight up out of movie scene.
you're just an L.A. girl Just an LA girl, you need to stop it now. You spoil little LA girl. You're just an LA girl, you need to stop it now. Oh, you're kidding me, you must be joking. Or you are smoking. Oh, oh, you're kidding me, oh, you're kidding me. Ha ha, that was a good one. Your first good one in a while. Your first good one in a while. You need to stop it now You need to stop it now Oh, you need to stop it now